the privilege of sharing on compassion. Uh, when I was given that topic uh, last week, um, I was tested. Tested several times, not only that day, but also the next day as well. And realized how far short I am. And uh, say to myself, Karen should be in my shoes here today, not me. She's the more compassionate one. And, uh, and then I got thinking, um, I know a little bit about compassion, so I'll share the little bit I know. And then I want us to, all of us, to engage in sharing our own compassion stories. But uh, I don't share this too openly, and I don't wear my Maple Leaf hat that often. Um, but I've been a Maple Leaf fan for over 50 years. Yes. And uh, I was too young to even remember when they, they won the cup back in uh, whenever it was, 67 or something. And, uh, yeah, but did you see him play last night? Yeah, they have moments with a new coach. Uh, this is third-level talk, lower-level talk that I'm sharing. Guys, we, guys you, you get it, right? Uh, so I thought I, I should be wearing a jersey today. And half of it would be uh, like, like Ken's, a bomber jersey, and half of it would be like Stefan's. It would be a Ticat jersey, and if I could find somebody for the other half, I might just go out and make one. Uh, like, it'll be useful for one day, but then I'd just rip it open, and there would be the riders inside, eh? <laughs> and since it's compassion, we know they haven't won as soon as riders, right? So that's being, that's being compassionate. <laughs> Not really, hey? It's kind of fictitious compassion there. Fictitious. It's hard to fake, isn't it? Fake compassion. Because people sniff it out right away. You're trying to enter. So the main topic is is moving into another's world. And you don't have to go too far, do you? But it's a real challenge to do that, to enter another person's world. Karen and I entered other people's world about 12 years ago when we, when we bought our first care home. And we were ever in shock. We bought this care home sight unseen like we're just this big step of faith and then the first day we go and we're just like are we gonna go in it's ours <laughs> and it was scary to go in and not know any of the residents around the table and and not be able to relate with them but there was a journey that we had to take and as we spent time shift after shift, night after night, for six and a half years, I now am under understanding what it means, in, a, in part, of being an elderly person. And I understand, in part, what it means to identify with somebody with Alzheimer's. And I say, that's the cruelest, cruelest disease there is. But in walking with somebody 
for nights, week after week, month after month, I started to get a heart of compassion for this gal. And she actually sought me out in the night and would just share by the hour her fears and her life and, and whatnot, and eventually she could get back and we could find her room together and she would get peace and sleep. And, but that was a big journey during into her world. And what does it take for us to move into the world of others? We're, we're talking about compassion and we talked a couple of weeks ago about humanity and it was in a talking with that I said, said to Pastor Dallas uh, the previous week, uh, I, I think one word, we sh it should be about compassion. I, for some reason, I hadn't read ahead, and he says, oh, compassion is coming up. You interested? Okay, and last week was stewardship, and really compassion bridges beautifully the two of them. You see, humanity could be extinct. We could be extinct without compassion. The greatest problem of the world today is compassion. 70 million people died in Europe to war in a 30-year period last century. We need, we need compassion, but how can we be compassionate without good stewardship? It's the good stewardship that frees us up to be compassionate to others, right? Practicing that and realizing the earth is the Lord's and, and everything in it. It's all His. And, and He has poured out compassion on His creation. So good stewardship for us is to keep back, keep stuff in our pockets, keep a place in our heart throughout every day, to be able to release to others. We're moving from level three talk about sports to compassion to number one is, what is God's greatest problem? Do you know God has problems? What's the greatest problem that God has? God has no problems, eh? He does have one. Giving himself to his creation giving himself to his creation what's the, our greatest problem in the world today somebody in a TED talk said the greatest problem is compassion being compassionate and he's he's given his life to change humanity to be more compassionate We see this, this story, this parable that Jesus gave, and I, and I got to share it with Bibleville kids on, on Wednesday, this story. And, and started, uh, the, this teacher comes to Jesus, and he, has, he, he wants to inherit the kingdom of God. And Jesus says, well, what is the great commandment? And the great commandment is very, very simple but it's not easy to fulfill is it it's to love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind all your soul and your strength right 
And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Who is my neighbor? The teacher of the law says, and he didn't get it. But amazingly, when I asked that question, several people in Bibleville, they got it. Who is my neighbor? And they say, who is my neighbor? Everyone is my neighbor. Everyone. And when I picked my jaw up off of the floor, I said, you guys are smarter. Smarter than the experts in the law during Jesus' day. But Jesus, being the master teacher, right, he didn't, he didn't answer and just say everyone and leave him on. No, he told this, this story of somebody being beaten and left almost naked. And well, Kind of humorous the way it happened there. But if, if you were on the end of that beating, it, it wouldn't be so funny, right? And I don't know how many have been there, but I've been there. A gang beating me, and it didn't feel good, and there was nobody to protect. But here was the ones that should be protecting, right? The priests and the experts in the law coming, and they cross over on the other side, and they keep on going, and there's really no commentary about it. And then there was the Samaritan coming along, this, this foreigner, this outcast and had a heart of compassion and stopped and mended the wounds, put him on the donkey, went to the inn, gave the price and said, if there's any more to give, uh, pay it up, uh, pay the bill down the road. And, and Jesus turned the whole conversation, right? It's not about who is my neighbor. That's very important. And we get A-plus for saying yes, everybody. But it is being merciful. We can have the right answers, can't we? But we have to practice. And from the heart. We have to practice. And that's where I was called on something. Where I did not practice. And this person said, I called you, and I called you, and you didn't respond. And I was on the other end, and I was saying in my heart, I'm not spending any more time with you. You have sucked me dry, and I can't do it again. That wasn't very compassionate then. I was tested, hey? Where's my compassion level when I'm to be compassionate to everyone? And that went on for a couple, starting one day and right to the next day. And, you know, it was, it was really amazing because at the end of the next day when I was feeling I have nothing to talk about on compassion. It was amazing. This is small town Saskatchewan here in Saskatoon. And Karen and I are in, a, in walks my mentor on compassion when I was a teenager, and he lives in Regina. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that I could think, oh, here's an image 
an image of compassion. The smartest person in the room has just walked in, and he is the guy with the biggest heart and the biggest ears to hear, to hear others. Partway through preparing this week, I realized, just realized, you know what? I don't need to preach a long sermon today. And the sermon is already done. Isn't that exciting? And we're just moving right into application. It's all about application. And one of the things I realized that in the room today, if we had some really good reporters that would just come up and just listen and listen and listen, row by row and seat by seat and, and, all, the way, and all the way to the back, we could compile an awesome, awesome book, and it would be New York bestseller. What it means to be compassionate. It's in the room. It's right here. And we'll get an opportunity to share in just a few minutes. I was thinking compassion is really about being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? And that if we just take our hand and we just practice compassion. There's one there that's different than the other four, right? The thumb. And the thumb represents yourself. Yourself. And maybe you're seated here and you're like that, that special song, It's Me, It's Me, O Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Compassion needs to be directed towards yourself as well at times. That was me just a couple of weeks ago. I need, I need compassion. And God responded. That, that first thumb there, I wonder if we journaled about that. Our own selves, our own journey, our own journey towards compassion. What is the hardest thing for me to practice compassion? Some might say it's because you're a white man. You'd probably be right. Might be the first thing. Maybe it's my pride, my comparagance. Love that word. We've been sharing that as a staff, comparagance. That my ignorance, see, the more we learn and the more time we spend with people, the more we get to know and the more compassionate we are, right? Is it judgmentalism? I don't know what your list is. I wrote down 10 things that, that keep me from showing compassion. There's the thumb, then there's the Finger, first index finger, right? The pointing finger that it all points to God. Every act of compassion, it's just, it's all given. It's all given to him. Remember what Jesus said on that judgment day? It's whatever you did to the least, 
you did to me? Who are the least in your life? The ones that you're showing, Jesus is saying, thank you. You did it unto me. And everything that we give out, it's, it's not wasted, hey? God observes, he sees it all. Then there's the middle finger and keep, like we were reminded at Life Links to keep it turned this way. It's, it's about our leadership, hey? Our leaders need compassion. And we were encouraged just a few weeks ago to pray for our leaders. Our leaders, I know, leader, leading in the church, it's a challenge, hey? We're human. We're all human. We need your prayers. Our government leaders, our city leaders, our life group leaders, everybody that has our parents as well. And then the ring, ring finger. Think of our covenants that we have and our, and our, our families, hey? Isn't it the toughest to practice compassion in our homes? Isn't that the hardest? And yet we're entering into the world of our siblings, our brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts. And I asked somebody about compassion. How do you show compassion? And they're like, they're from a different culture. It's just like, we live it. Our families are all under one roof. Everybody, everybody? Yes, everybody. It's not just a nuclear family, it's whoever. What a school for compassion. And wouldn't you feel loved on? I don't know, I like my freedoms, but that would be a school of it, right? And then finally, all five is uh, the last, the smallest finger is for the vulnerable. And in our society, the most vulnerable are the aged and the young. Hey, spending time with the young and with the aged to enter into their very world and to enter right down where they are that we can sit and listen and hear and share giving of ourselves. And I haven't defined compassion yet, have I? How does it, what is it defined in chapter 8? Of believe, right at the first, right at the top, it says to suffer with, to suffer with all these five. Hey, when have we, when's the last time we broke down crying about the human condition? And our Lord has, hey, God Himself has sent his son to that faraway country to enter right into our neighborhood. As Philippians 2 says, that we are to have the very mind of Christ who thought it not, he didn't consider staying with God and grasping onto that, but, but left that to enter right into our neighborhood. And I like how Eugene puts it, Peterson puts it in the message, and having become human, he remained human. It was an incredibly humbling process. And with each act of compassion, we're being dethroned. 
or off the throne of our life so that something greater, another, and as a result, what does it say? God's greatest problem is giving himself to us. God entrusting us humans, humans, to come in a way and to lift others up, to be with them in their suffering, in their need of prayer. 